This is JFM Podcast. Okay, welcome back uh, once again. And of course, it's interesting to know that you're still listening to us uh, this morning. It's the final lap of uh, the program, Money J, uh, The Drive. And we're getting straight up into the real business uh, for the day. Once again, welcome to the month of September. And I feel, uh, you know, a lot of things that happened in uh, August, uh, especially on the plateau from all the unfortunate incidents that have been happening, uh, especially the ones that happened in Rukuba Road, uh, the one uh, that happened of last week Wednesday in the village, uh, very close to Anaguta, uh, behind the University of Joss, that's Yelwas Angam village. Uh, a lot of issues uh, came out of that. Uh, we, we, there were curfews uh, declared, you know, reported cases of uh, reprisal there and but uh, you need to look at the effort of the plateau state governments. Uh, there's been a lot of stakeholders meeting. They're doing a lot of stopgap measures have uh, been put in place just for us to enjoy the relative peace uh, that plateau state have always had. Uh, perhaps it looks fragile these days, but everyone has got to come on board. Like I said, it's a new month. I've got to see things from a different perspective. So I'll be looking straight up into it today. But I have my guest seated and I will play. It was on national TV a couple of days back uh, alongside uh, uh, the Speaker of the Plateau State House of Assembly, Honorable Nuha Bok, and the member representing uh, just south, just east in the federal constituency, uh, talking about Honorable uh, Musa Bagos, uh, a post that my guest once held uh, in all, uh, you know, guile and, um, uh, you know, anything you want to look in for. So, uh, we've got so much to discuss on the show today. I will play his voice. Um, and let me say, uh, part of the interview uh, he gave a couple of days back, and when we come back, we get straight up uh, into the conversation. Once again, welcome uh, to Let's Talk on J101.9 FM. I trust that we're ready uh, to go today because uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, it's really going to be a good time on the show. And uh, The next voice would be... Uh, even when I appeared, I had the privilege to appear on channel. I said that our governor, for example, was a former speaker, and that the crisis in Jaws, actually the most recent, uh, the current history of crisis in Jaws actually began in 1994. So it's not a matter of yesterday. And even that of 1994, there was a Justice Beton Commission, then later Justice Nikki Toby, and uh, eventually Justice Bola Ajibola. The, the thing is that um, Plato has been subject of attack for quite some time because of our nature. We are just lumped with the North. But really, we do not, uh, we are not Northern me mentality. We are not, we are a, con a, a conglomeration of minority tribes who are unique, who are distinct in both culture and religion and tribe, and who are very passionate when it comes to our identity when it comes to the things we stand for, when it comes to our culture, when it comes to our music, when it comes to our food, and by the grace of God, when it comes to our weather, we are unique. And because of our uniqueness, and then because of the very favorable weather and the mineral resource deposits that God has blessed Plateau with, we attract a lot of people. Ordinarily, I have said this repeatedly, if Nigeria were to exist under peaceful conditions like any other advanced democracy in the world where the law really works, actually we plateau people should be comp competing 
with the Western with the Western world about accommodation and space in Jaws because we we have attracted people from all over the world, both locally and internationally. And because of that, Jaws has emerged as a hub. Jaws has emerged as a miniature Nigeria and Nigeria in microcosm. And when you have a lot of people come up like that, there's bound to be tension. But I told you that this tension has been a bit of historical. It precedes 1994, really. So from time to time, we are going to see this. The one they said that there was peace in the last six years is just simply pretensive. The, the underlying problems were always there. And uh, until we go back to them, uh, genuine peace will always be what we've seen. <coughs> okay, and now let's trade off from where you stopped. You yes. talked about the underlining program, yes. uh, problem. Yes. I remember one of my yes. guests on, on Monday talked about, uh, you know, we trying to look at the immediate cause, not digging deep to look at the remote causes. So uh, can you just, you know, lead us through a few of these underlining, uh, you know, problems so that we can know where we're heading forward to? Because you made mention of, you know, several commission of inquiries that have been set up on the plateau. You talked about the Justice Nikki Toby, uh, a panel of uh, commission of inquiries talked about the justice bola jibola panel of uh, commission of inquiries as well all of these had been geared towards achieving one thing which is peace and you made mention of the fact that all of these might have not addressed the remote causes so talk to us about these uh, remote causes and let's see what we can face from here if you pick the records they are succinct they are clear they are unambiguous records from the several commissions of inquiry that has been set up. And I begin from the Justice Aribiton Febirisema Commission of 1994, set up by a military administration. And then later, the one that was set up by Justice, uh, by Senator Darie, uh, he set up the now late Justice Nikki Toby Commission, and uh, the government under Senator Jang set up the commission led by Justice Aribiton Feberisema, by Justice Bola, Bola, Bola. Bola. Consistently, in all of these three reports, one thing that has featured, which is a definite underlying factor, is the ownership of jaws. And the ownership of jaws uh, between natives and by and large, the people who have now metamorphosed and described themselves as uh, Jasawa, uh, consistently it forced the Justice Arabian Federal Commission to define who a just native is as opposed to a just resident or a citizen of Nigeria resident in Jaws. A definition that was adopted by Justice Nikitobi. And the ownership of just spills into public uh, government and public um, space patronage, appointments into office, elections into office, and the struggle for the resource control of this country is built into that. And then, in, in the midst of all of this, religion plays a key role. You know, I don't pretend about this. People love to say, no, 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 it's just about the economy, there's hunger, there's no food. One thing that has consistently fueled the crisis definitely is religion. And uh, it has reached to an extent, those of us who know Jaws very well, you really know exactly where you move to and you know you have left this boundary into another. 
whether we like it or not, by settlement just has been divided. And this didn't come up just overnight, you know. So some of these underlying factors have a way of manifesting in religion, in economy, and the social well-being of the people. Uh, it didn't used to be like this before. Uh, you could, you could, you, you used to, when we were much younger, you could transact business in just 24-7. But there are certain areas in Jaws, even under the pretensive fees, you dare not go. There are certain parts of Jaws today that I think have not passed for like in the last 10 years. And you could find it um, uh, in the other way around too. You know, you used to have people mixed up wherever you go in Jaws. But that's no longer the case. But the long and short of it is about the ownership of jobs. It is about the um, what we consider the native, the autonomous communities, uh, the original inhabitants, as opposed to those who came and settled on our farmlands. Okay, uh, now you set the conversation straight. Uh, you made mention of pretensive peace. Uh, yes. Can you can you just talk to us a little about it? Because I came into just a couple yes. of years back, uh, specifically yes. in 2014, and within that period, you know, there's been some, let me say, maybe not so much of issues that we're having has been reported in the last three, four months right now. Uh, truth is this, uh, there's been reported cases of, uh, you know, land grabs in the um, local government in Brighton, Ladi. There's reported cases of properties being destroyed. But it, it looks like everything blew out of proportion in the last maybe four or five months. Can you lead us into that narrative as well? You talked about pretensive peace. Talk to us about that. See, um... Let me let me begin with the most recent crisis, the one that happened in the, the killings in Iriguelan, the killings in Yelwazangam, and the other killings that have been going on around silently, uh, even though it is known to authorities. The, the truth of it is this. When you look at the killings in Yelwazangam, for example, what will you blame the host community for? Uh, those that were sleeping... The young girl that said, my mother pleaded, you could kill me but let my children live. What was her crime? What was her issue? What fall before the law and humanity did she commit to deserve death? What about those in Iriguelan? People who had been sleeping in their villages, people who had gone to farm to wake up tomorrow and find out that all their mess has been cut down, that their houses have been burned. What was their crime? Nothing. It was just uh, people who hate them, people who came overnight and decided that these people must die in hundreds. And at that time, federal government felt nothing should be said about our people and they pretended as if uh, there was nothing happening. And I say pretensive peace because I've told you on the under, underlining issues very clearly. And one of the things is this, because of the contention on the ownership of jobs, at a point in time, there has been a tendency, there was an attempt to install an emir in Jaws. And definitely the, 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 the native communities wouldn't find that funny. You couldn't go to Kano, no matter how long you have stayed. You couldn't go to Benue and become and install an emir of Makodi. You couldn't go to Lagos and install an emir of Lagos. You cannot go to Kano and install a bongom of Kano. You cannot go to Sokoto and install a Gom Sokoto. It can't happen. You cannot go to Kebi and install the Uja of Kebi. It doesn't work. So when you want to install the Emir of Jaws, tension reigns. Okay? So my point is that in the last six years, 
rather than look at the issues on the ownership, on the attempt to impose a traditional or a culture that is foreign to Jaws, rather than looking at the possibility of, just like Edo State, they wanted to install the sultan in Edo State. The, the Edo State government came out clean and clear. You cannot do that here. We expect our government, for example, to say, listen, this, there's a, there's a provision in our constitution that allows a citizen to sit and live and pursue his economic life wherever he chooses to. But you cannot come to Jos and contend position with the Ojafanaguta, with the Agomizere, with the Gongom Jos. You cannot do that. Because it speaks to the tradition of the people, it speaks to the culture of the people, it speaks to the ownership of the land. You cannot have a rival for the traditional institution of Jos or of any native city on the plateau. That's the point. You know, rather than for government to face those issues, ownership, traditional institution, how it spins into religion, our government keeps telling us it was a bad appointment. It was about grazing root. Uh, our government house is built on grazing root. It's about our governor telling us you can die for Buhari. It's about our governor telling us that farmers are holding AK-47. And our governor can, you know, some, rather than really facing the, the, the germane issues, uh, they politicize it. And because they politicize it, our opponents, our traducers, our co-contenders felt they now have a friend in seat. And they went low. That is what I mean by pretensive. They simply went low. But in the last few months, their true, true character is showing again. Their true character has manifested. When Senator Joshua Darie fought this issue, it's not as if he didn't want uh, foreign elements in jaws. When Governor John fought these things, it doesn't mean that he didn't want non-natives of Jaws to live in Jaws. Okay, I mean, you are here in Jaws. You are most welcome to the extent that you do not temper with, to the extent that you do not fight the tradition of your host community. They will always welcome you. But where you go to that extent, oh, certainly you will, you will be cutting for some tension and trouble. Okay, uh, now uh, let, let's talk about expectation of government. Uh, you talked about, uh, you know, this pretensive piece, uh, probably because uh, some people, in their own opinion, think they've got a friend in seat. Now, yesterday, after an extraordinary meeting, uh, the APC stakeholders on the plateau uh, passed, uh, m uh, moved and passed a vote of confidence on the uh, His Excellency, uh, Right Honorable Simon Bakula Long, and they support him to go about. You know, I've read a lot of opinions about that from, you know, Plateau indigenous, even non plateau indigenous that are political analysts, and uh, they've queried the timing of that particular vote of confidence. How did you interpret it when you got the news yesterday? I just felt that the APC is so insensitive to the feelings of the people on the plateau that at a time the Yelwanzangan community had buried their people for not up to a week. APC is not mobilizing to go and condole them. At a time, hundreds of people have been killed in Irigoyland. APC did not mobilize to move to Irigoyland with relief materials to cry along with the Irigoyland people. At a time, 
Our lands have been taken over in Barak in Ladi. Our lands have been taken over in Riom, in Bokos. APC is not thinking of moving to Bokos, Barak in Ladi, or Riom to establish the fact that we have been saying people have taken over our land. At a time, the blood of those that was taken to government house and the state house of assembly have not been cleaned. At the time, flies are still flying on their blood. APC resorted to politics and went for vote of confidence, as if a vote of confidence will guarantee our peace, our security, and our welfare. I feel so ashamed. It's very unfortunate, truly, that core issues, I've just mentioned the issues, land grabs, chief tenancy, ownership of jobs, how it spins into religion and our economy, rather than face the issues, APC has decided to reduce the matter into uh, politics by, by, by kind of giving themselves a pat on the back. Who would not? But Honorable Kazi, don't you think uh, it's a sign that, you know, everybody is on the same board to work towards the peace that we are aiming for? Am I APC? I'm in PDP. I was not in that meeting yesterday. I know also there are other political parties, SDP. I know there are, there are YPP. Many other political parties. Is it that the APC owns Plateau? Is it that when you go to APC, you find all sets of opinion of Plateau people? What about our religious leaders that are not political in any way at all? What about community development organizations, youth organizations, women organizations? Do they all belong to APC? If APC is unable to see the cry, the heart cry of the plateau man, is unable to identify with the plateau people while we are bleeding, while we were crying, while we are burying our own. And APC resorts to only a vote of confidence. Who cares? Okay? I mean, uh, do you really think that a vote of confidence we restore peace on the plateau. How did the loss of confidence come about in the first place? That they are now looking at the vote of confidence. Who said that there is no confidence? Who passed a vote of no confidence that they are now trying to repair the vote of no confidence into a vote of confidence? But if APC actually thought of a vote of confidence at the moment, it's window dressing. Because the mood on the plateau is that um, APC is a woeful failure. APC has thrown away Plateau and that all they are interested on is their seats. All they are interested about is their, uh, what they call chop chop. Uh, they say when you join the APC, all your sins are forgiven and so you join them on the dining table to chop chop government. So all they are, they are interested about is their chop chop. They are not interested about our lives. They are not interested about our properties. They are, not about, they are not interested. Look at how several governments have sent bosses to come and carry their kids in the University of Jaws. APC is not concerned about that. All they are concerned about is to protect. And unfortunately, I, I should be able to say this even on air, a vote of no confidence does not restore confidence on the government led by the APC on the plateau at all. I should make that clean and clear. They can pass a vote of no confidence or vote of confidence on their own government a hundred times. It is what we see to the extent that peace is restored, justice, fairness 
is restored to the people to the extent that justice is administered for our people, then confidence can be restored. Not the vote of confidence. Okay, uh, now, now let's <coughs> shift uh, base a little bit. Let's talk about the, uh, you know, the reported ceiling of the Plateau State House of Assembly complex on Monday. Uh, I had uh, the former Speaker of the uh, Plateau House of Assembly, uh, right Honorable Stefanos Moasat, in the studio on Monday. And while we were having the conversation, uh, the news broke that the Speaker, uh, the right Honorable Nura Bok, was on national TV and he just alleged that the House of Assembly complex had been taken over by men of uh, security forces. Now, and there's been a lot of narrative about that. Oh, it's a question on the tendency of democracy, on the plateau, and all of that. Uh, talk to us. When you, uh, you know, saw that story, how did it make you feel? Uh, because you look at what we've tried to build in Nigeria since 1999 till now. It's consistently about solidifying our democracy. So talk to us how it made you feel when you saw that report. I had, I had the privilege of appearing on channels together with Mr. Speaker and our Honorable Commissioner Information. And just like everybody else, I, I was shocked. You know, when Mr. Speaker mentioned it, I was like, does this guy understand the weight of what he's saying? But he insisted, you remember. Yes. Mr. Speaker said, listen, you can follow us. Come along with me. Let's go to the state assembly. You'll see it for yourself. But truly, I was in the state of shock. Because as a legislator, as a politician, to me, it tantamounts to a coup. And let's get this clear. You cannot have the security forces, arms-bearing, uh, arm, um, uh, firepower-bearing arms of government, security agents, move to seal an arm of government without the highest power in the land, giving a nod for it. In this case, the governor and the president. You cannot move the police. You cannot move soldiers to anywhere without an order from the appropriate commander. And to me, it's clear orders came from above. And definitely, I, I, what, after our conversation on channel, I, I had to call. Um, I, I, I invited somebody and we moved these guys and I saw it myself. I saw the presence of security forces there. And besides that, when Mr. Speaker broke the news, when Speaker Abok broke the news, uh, what the Commissioner for Information, who should know best, said simply was that uh, he was not aware. The fact that the Commissioner of Information wasn't aware doesn't really mean it wasn't happening because it was not a categorical denial and it couldn't have been because in reality there were security forces on ground. Now, my own is, is Governor Lalong so frightened? Is Governor Lalong our own former Speaker of the State Assembly, now our Governor? Is he so frightened by a, an action of a constitutional duty, you know, by, 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 the, by the way the State House of Assembly took their constitutional responsibility seriously and brought it to bear in public space in the state. Is he so frightened? Is he so afraid as to proceeding to the State Assembly on recess? So that's my understanding. They're on recess, so, and yet 
That, that, to my mind, what it means is that there was fear somewhere uh, so that the members of the state assembly will not constitute themselves quickly and move into the chamber and take action. That is what I think was the fear. By, by, by take action, uh, can you break it down furthermore? They can suspend anybody. On the immediate, they can suspend a commissioner, they can suspend any government appointee. They can do that immediately. On the immediate, they can initiate an impeachment process. They can serve a notice that same day if they choose to. At least even if it doesn't go through the whole process, they can serve. And legislators have a very powerful instrument in their hand. It, when time, sometimes when legislators speak, it's not really, it doesn't really matter if what they urge or what they seek or what they desire is really implemented. But for the state house of assembly to come out downplaying their political differences, downplaying their religious differences, their, downplaying their ethnic differences, to give the governor an ultimatum, to pass resolution asking the governor to speak, to visit, and to take care of injured people, speaks volumes about the responsibility, about the responsiveness or irresponsiveness, about how responsible or how irresponsible the government under which they serve is. And to me, that is the source of no confidence that the APC sought to address by a self-induced uh, confidence vote. So invariably now, you're linking the ultimatum that was issued, uh, the 14 days ultimatum that was issued, uh, Mr. Governor, and you're linking it to the vote of confidence that was passed yesterday by the APC. It's obvious. It's obvious. When the House of Assembly, by a mere address of the press, we didn't see the proceedings. When they took resolution to give 14 days, we didn't see that. We didn't know about it. All the resolutions, we didn't know. But when they proceeded to the NUJ Center just and announced it by, 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 by press conference, you could see it was like Nepal had gone off government house. They simply went blank. They were scampering all over. They didn't know what to say. Even a mere rebuttal, even a mere denial, or some kind of um, uh, confidence building measure between the legislative and the uh, executive arm of government. With government just went blank because it took them off balance. They were surprised. They were shocked that young men and people of capacity, not all of them are young really, but people of capacity in the State House of Assembly could muster the courage and take the decisions they took. It shook them. It took them off balance. But it was a step the House of Assembly took, at least for once, that the entirety of Plateau State felt that people are actually being represented by their state representatives. Okay. Uh, well, in case you're just joining us, uh, uh, it's been a very hot and interesting conversation. Of course, if you followed my guest uh, over the years, then you understand how passionate he's been about uh, the uh, Plateau Dreams, which is a place of peace and tourism, which is a place where everyone will feel equal and feel welcomed. I've been speaking to uh, Honorable Britus Kaze, uh, the former member representing uh, just south, just east in the Federal House of Representatives in Abuja. And we've looked at 
you know, a couple of issues. Uh, the siege on the Plateau State House of Assembly, which is opinion, actually gave a totally different, uh, you know, idea of what uh, the narrative had been. Uh, the vote of confidence that was placed on uh, His Excellency uh, Barrister Simon Bakul along by the APC stakeholders yesterday and so many other issues. So uh, it's time for us to engage in this conversation together, uh, which means you can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash JFM Jaws and drop your comments or uh, you call the studio line on 09055666699 or 09098848848. I'll take the number again. Uh, 09055666699 or 09098848848. Or facebook.com uh, forward slash JFM just uh, uh, to talk to us about what you feel. Uh, so uh, the lines are open, uh, but let me check Facebook first. Uh, before uh, we start picking the calls, and when you're calling through, please uh, make your conversation as quick as it can and very straight to the point so that we can allow other people uh, to lend their voice uh, to the conversation this morning. And it's been Let's Talk on J101.9 FM. And I've been speaking uh, with Honorable Beatrice Kazi, former House of Representative member for Just South and Just East uh, in the Federal House of Reps in Abuja. Uh, we looked at so many other issues. Let me pick my first call. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us on the show. Your name and where are you calling from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking with your friend, Saloki from Bukuloko. Okay, Saloki, Saloki, go ahead. Please, who do you have to on the studio? When I get his name, please. Okay, uh, it's um, Honorable Beatrice Kaze. Oh, my gentleman. Good morning, friend. God bless you. I listened to you before I call you, and I appreciate most of your analysis. In fact, let me tell you the truth. If all of us accept the truth. The leadership of this country has failed us. That is just the same thing what happened today. The leadership has failed us. And I want to ask, apart from leadership, where are our elders in Plateau State? Mm. My friend, I'm asking, do you have leaders in Plateau State? Thank you, sir. Because I know in other states, you see elders having what they call forum. I'll be calling in other station. Plateau should have what they call elder uh, state, elder main, elder forum. You can organize, where you can organize a press conference. And listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what we hear it. Because today we are not getting either here in talking Plateau State. Let me tell you one experience I had. When the commissioner wrote, the government the commissioner wrote, I got to news from my Angwangu. Do you know the elders of Plateau West since they waiting for God to come a commissioner wrote that they didn't, they didn't do? That was done by the government. But you know, elders were waiting for him from 8 o'clock to 2, sitting outside. I was so disappointed. That means they are looking down on the others. The others are to be treated a lot. I want to tell you, you to rise in practice. And I want to tell you that our governor here, to be honest and sincere, without any apology, I'm saying the truth. He is not living up to his promises. How can people be killed? You say you launch a motorcycle, 200. You, lo you launch a uh, vehicles. Where are they when this become an attack? You say you launch a rocha that got forest. Where are they when this become an attack? I cannot arrest for person. It's not a, a, something that is very uh, dangerous. And I want to call our House of Assembly to stand on their feet and do that function. We have to do check and balance. Not only to... Uh, let me give an example. Do you see that road from uh, from Jama to Junction? Just within five years, that road has damaged. It's not good quality. I expected the House of Assembly to raise that matter and challenge it. Why was that just uh, commission? And it was not it, it was with the international standard. I want the House of Assembly to stand up and challenge him. Let him do up the expectation. 
Forget about robbing fever, robbing fever. And that's why I want institution where we have part-time initiatives to push not be paid. You should give a less small allowance because most of them, it is money that took the day. We have political leaders that will present us as a house or assembly member that will start not for money, but start for the people. I pray that Nigeria should go to that level. I think people, please, we need to stand up. This crisis are having a sort of crisis. It's an attack by jihadists. If a Chinese conquer us, why not? Please, um, <laughs> we've got to be very civil with our opinion. This is a public space. I've got to respect yes. everybody's uh, opinion as well. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, 90 or 90 Hello, good morning. Good morning. Uh, your name and where are you joining us from? I'm Stephen from Janta Adamu. Please, straight to the point, Stephen. 30 seconds. Thank you. Uh, I, I tell you again, we, we need some people like him in the governor of Lachu State. I appreciate Because the way the man is talking, this is the type of the people we want in government. I appreciate Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, very straight to the point. Uh, I hope we can all do that. Let me check Facebook. And uh, this is coming from Tongue Sachs. And it says, Good morning, Plato. Well, I'm not surprised it gave them stomach confidence. Uh, from Musa Ado, it says, When you hear somebody that is elected by people to make and protect laws of the land and respect rule of law, is inciting the citizenry to take arms. Uh, then that person has lost the sense of reasoning. It should not be trusted. This okay. Uh, as Sunday Moses FVF says that the past vote of confidence on Governor Lalong stakeholder is a shame and laughable and condemnable in all ramifications. Uh, well, well meaning plateau people need to vote this clueless government out in 2023. I will reject them in the plateau state house of uh, in the plateau state government house. Isaac John Darling says, Thank you, Honorable Kazi, for speaking the minds of Plateau people. I've always Thank known you. you to be a true son of the soil. Uh, God bless you, sir, and return you in a better position to defend uh, Plateau people. Let me pick some calls. Hello, good morning. Okay, I mean, good morning. Uh, good morning. Thank you for joining us on the show. Your name and where are you joining us from? Yes, I'm Madam Queen from Abattoir. Okay, you're welcome, Madam. Thank you. I really want to salute your guests in the studio. I appreciate that. These are the kind of people that we want to hear them on in the studio. Not I the people that will come and defeat people mm -hmm. when things are wrong. For their own selfish interests, mm -hmm. they will not come out and say this. Mm -hmm. I wonder the vote of confidence passing on the governor of Massachusetts. Those people, they have... I, in fact, if I say anything, I will say maybe it's my own opinion. So let me not just vote it. Please. But the vote of confidence is a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Plateau people, don't, we don't have confidence in him. I reside in Plateau State. And the kind of peace that we, are, we, we, we say we have in Plateau State, that is not what we call peace. You cannot, you, you cannot compromise and you say that there is peace. There is a lot of compromise. This governor is not supposed to. Somebody, and why is it that when something happened at Yukuba Road, nobody asked him to go and do what he did? Then why will you, when something happens in the, in the, in the other part of the, of, of the state, they will have to talk to you before you will do that? It's a shame. You should see that he's stand by his people. There is nobody that will come to your land and will dictate for you in your land. It has never happened anywhere. We all come from different places. And when you come to a place, you must abide by the rules and regulations of the place. We know that some plateau people have made mistakes. And now that they have woken up to correct that mistake, that is why you see all these things happening. But they should stand on, their, on, on the ground so that they will defend their people. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Madam Queen, for joining us on the show. 09055.
6666 is still on Facebook. Albert uh, Akaya Dagza says uh, it's sad that political parties are just about vehicles that convey individuals into political office but not vehicles for governors. Uh, the APC stakeholders will definitely applaud the governor since they are from the moon. Good morning. I don't really know what is happening uh, with the members of the house. It seems they don't have bearing. I mean, God bless and protect Plateau people from their enemies. That is from Emmanuel Lockrit Abala. Henry Damboyi says, good morning and happy new month to all JFM family. May God heal the land. If I in Jerry James. Uh, okay. Uh, this is coming from Sokia's tongue. JFM lover and peace-loving people of Plateau State. Why is it that no one has come uh, to take the responsibility for the siege on the Plateau State House of Assembly? Uh, Plateau is not the Banana Republic. Please, let's do the needful uh, in order to avoid the breakdown of law and order. We in Plateau State are not happy with the development. Let there be peace. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Opayemi. Good morning, Honorable Kaze. This is Extravagant Malobi calling you from Joss. You're Thank welcome. You very much, I think I want to sound this way. What the APC uh, have done, to my mind, can easily be analyzed as uh, regime protection mm -hmm. rather than trying, to, rather than uh, uh, looking for solution to the issues on ground. At the federal level, that is regime protection. They can spend whatever at their disposal. They can intimidate. They can harass. They can lobby. They can buy to ensure that the uh, face-saving mechanism is in place. And that we are seeing on the Plateau State already, in the Plateau State already. And I was so appalled, I was so disappointed when Mr. Governor, Right Honorable Simon Bakolalon, bought some vehicles, some motorcycles and, uh, and the vehicles and donated to Nigerian police. I said, no, 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 no. This is a misplacement of priority <laughs> Because if actually you have the interest of your land at heart, and you have Operation Rainbow approved by the federal government, established by law, while some other states are struggling to establish a vigilante and all of that, under Governor Jam, oh, it was established by law, mm. Operation Rainbow. Why didn't you give those vehicles to Operation Rainbow to empower them? If actually you want to uh, 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 solve this problem, because the issue... What is happening on the plateau is not a clash. It's an attack. There is an ideology. There is a mission mm. that is well spelled out to every discerning mind. So if you have given those vehicles to Operation Rainbow and train personnel, every local government, to, to, to stay awake and watch the city and to work in synergy with the law enforcement agents, I think that would have yielded fruit. Now, look at what is happening in uh, Katsina State, even the home state of uh, Mr. President. Do you know that Governor Matawale, as we are told in the news this morning, is recruiting about 2,000 to 3,000 2, young people. He's training them. He's uh, uh, trying to get arms for them. And somebody is saying that if a speaker of uh, Plateau State House of Assembly is asking the people of Plateau to defend themselves, that is a call for anarchy. It means that such a person is part of our problem because all you are trying to tell us is to submit our neck, submit our destiny, to be destroyed by some unscrupulous elements who we call unknown government and so on and so forth. If Governor Matawale is doing that in, Kat in Katsina and Governor of uh, Zamfara is also doing that, then what are we talking about? 
It's a leadership failure, and the, the, the citizens don't need to take their destiny in their own hands. If actually we want to leave uh, a, a, a plateau state for our children, the Thank plateau you. we inherited, if we actually want to pass a better plateau to our children, this is a wake-up call. God bless you once again. Thank you. Extravagant Malobi from John. Thank you very much uh, for very uh, thoughtful engagement. L let me come to you, Honorable Kazi. Yeah. You've heard what the people have said. And yes. It looks like, you know, uh, there's the demand is not so much from the government. Yes. Just give us the basic. We want, yes. uh, you know, uh, we want security of lives on properties, which yes. obviously is one of the uh, constitutional responsibility of the government yes. as a social contract being signed. Yes. I'll be law-abiding, pay my tax in return. You give me this. So, yes. uh, talk to us about the post of the people from the messages we've read and the calls that we've received. How do you think the Plateau State people are, you know, appraising or, you know, looking at the government in the last six years, just like you talked about, uh, you know, uh, a pretensive peace in yes. the context of leadership? It's, it's very clear, and I'm a public person. I follow a lot of public issues a lot on radio, on television, on social media. If you are talking about the mood of Plateau people, you are talking about the pulse. What, what makes me a politician of about 30 years' experience is my capacity to gauge the mood of the people. Some kind of a thermostat, a political thermostat that you can dip and feel the pulse of the people. And sitting here in JFM, it's crystal clear to me the people are disenchanted, the people are unhappy, the people are not pleased, the people feel disappointed, the people feel that the APC has betrayed them. It's obvious. Let me pick on the issue of self-defense, for example. I mean, our state house of assembly, an institution of government on the plateau comes out and say, look, the conventional method of providing security and protection of life and, and properties of citizens has failed. It is no longer yielding the desired result. Do something and defend yourself. And then somebody comes up and says, no, they are asking for anarchy. My own is this. If our government institution asks Plateau people to prepare to defend themselves, what is in, what is in it that makes anybody feel afraid. If I know, for example, I'm not preparing to go and attack you, and then you have been told to protect yourself, what, why should I be afraid? I'm not planning to attack you. You can do whatever you want. I will not be there. You won't see me to harm me. But when you get frightened that I am preparing for self-defense, the message you send to me is that, oh, you are now frightened. Because you come and meet me no longer asleep like before, no longer ignorant like before, no longer unalerted like before. You are now afraid that when you come, you meet somebody who is prepared to defend himself. The question arises in my mind, what really was in your mind? Are you part or are you sympathetic to those who are attacking me or my people? That's what it feels. Let me squeeze in this call. I uh, will still get back to that conversation. Hello, good morning. Thank God, man. You picked my call. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 Emeka, I'm calling from Tamil. You're welcome, Emeka. First of all, before I comment, I would like to say this to our guest. Yes. I am proud of him. Thank I you am very so much. proud of you. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed your conversation on Channel TV two days ago. Yes. Sir. I could see that you spoke for the people of Plateau. I and we are all that. proud of you. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're all proud of you. Thank you that is just what we expect. When you go to a platform like that, whether you're a commissioner or whether you're a minister, whether you're working for a government, it's a golden opportunity to let the world know what is happening on the plateau. Exactly. How many people have been displaced? Have, have the houses been built? You did not even let the world know. How many people have you taken care of? As if I don't even get to understand. You know, as if we are hiding something. We don't want people to know what is happening here. It's unfortunate. How many houses were burned down in Basa? And nobody will come out to say, okay, the government has provided some amount of relief material and built the houses or some other, it would have been displaced. So I really, I really love it. That's just what I want to say. And I want to say this to the government. It's one thing to buy vehicles. But it's one thing to get those people that will be inside those vehicles mm-hmm. that will move to these those places where we have security challenges mm-hmm. and deal with those marudas. Sure. The government of Katsuna State is already doing that in the forest by forming the ranchers. The government, different governments are already doing it. I don't know why Platinum State is posing their hand and they are waiting. Is it when everybody is annihilated? That is when we now come out to say, okay, we want to put people into Operation Rainbow. That is my take. Thank you. Okay, uh, thank you very much. Honorable Beatrice Kaze, uh, we're really pressed for time. Uh, maybe you can, uh, in 30 seconds, uh, one minute, just give us your final word. Now, I, I hope maybe in the next couple of days, it would have uh, a, a no new problem. chapter, maybe I, a second a part of this conversation. So give us a final word. I appreciate the opportunity you've given me. I was speaking about self-defense because I have advocated for that. Now, let me make it clear that the United Nations Charter of 1947 Article 54 provides for, in fact, it says self-defense is inherent. It is something that comes with human rights. You cannot go and attack somebody and expect that he will react. And then somebody spoke about our elders coming together. Truly, there's a need for our elders to mobilize ourselves. But I say, if our elders are not able to come together, what about our own generation? We can move together. We can work together. We can rise up together and defend our state. Like I've always said, we will never advise anybody to take their laws into their hands, but time has come for the people. When you see killers within within your compound, you cannot allow somebody to come and kill your wife and your children right inside your house, and you expect that the SDF will send you soldiers in your kitchen, in your parlor, and in your backyard. It never happens. People must speak out. That's one way of uh, self-defense. People must rise up and speak out. People must. There's an advantage of social media these days. Post the pictures, post the videos, and let us let the world know that there is something wrong. But I want to use this opportunity to plead with our brothers and sisters in the government of Honorable Simon Lalon, right, Honorable Simon Lalon, I want to remind them that they are Plateau natives, that the blood of Plateau runs in their veins, that one day they will leave that place, and that one day they will come back to live with the communities. I know some of them personally, whose friends, whose parents, whose relatives have suffered injury from the repeated crisis, let them not emphasize political gains over gains of defense of their people's feeling. Let them not take our feeling for granted because it will harm them. Whatever a man sows, 
Hiri. Okay, uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Beatrice Akazi, former members of Representative for Just South and Just East, the federal constituency. Uh, it's always a pleasure having you on the show, and mm -hmm. I hope that subsequently uh, you would honor our invite. Sure. Uh, well, it's been a very interesting conversation, and uh, uh, you definitely would want to miss it tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow will be the last uh, edition of the show for the week, and uh, we'll make it a little softer. We'll look at the issues of uh, social media and uh, uh, the quality of information I will post there. I will Definitely, we should have a conversation with the student and government president of the University of Joss, Governor Simon Bakula Long, in his state broadcast, made mention of, uh, you know, putting in mechanism uh, to allow peaceful return of the student back on campus. We'll have that conversation tomorrow, our God's friend alive. My name is Okwemi, Okwemi Akede. Stay peaceful and happy new month to everyone. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.